you are listening to Pharmacy IT and Me, your informatics pharmacist podcast. Hi hey everyone, this is Tony Dow, and welcome to another episode of Pharmacy IT and Me. As with every episode, we start off this one stating that the intent audience for this episode are newcomers to pharmacy informatics. So apologies on this episode being shorter than others. I'm feeling a little bit under the weather, so I'm trying to avoid talking too much. But hey, I have a podcast to record, so gotta commit, right? Anyway, so today we're going to be talking briefly about telepharmacy. Personally, when I first heard the term telepharmacy, I only thought of it as providing consultations for patients through video conferencing tools. However, it's much more than that. You can probably break down telepharmacy to different types. So the first type is what I already briefly mentioned. Telepharmacy can be used to help pharmacists provide consultations for medications through video conferencing. An example of this is if a patient is bedridden and cannot get out of bed to pick up their medication or, you know, if their functional status is that they just can't do anything, they can't like get out and they can't move or they are, um, they, their immune system is very weak, they can't be out of the house or out of the hospital or things like that, then there could be a video conferencing service where pharmacists can provide a uh, session where they would go over the medications with the patients through a video conferencing tool. Um, another example of video conferencing could be for medication review. So one of the functions that pharmacists can do is medication therapy management, which I'm sure you already heard of as uh, MTM. Video conferencing can be a helpful way for pharmacists to provide MTM services in rural areas where the patient is unable to journey out to a pharmacy that has MTM services. Now, uh, the second potential form of telepharmacy is remote verification. And in the outpatient setting, sometimes major pharmacy chains will have remote verification to have less busy pharmacies help verify orders for busier pharmacies. In addition, sometimes remote verification is done for facilities that just do not have pharmacists on site. The pharmacy location only has pharmacy technicians as staff, and they do all the filling and things like that. And all the verification itself is done through remote verification systems by pharmacists that are on an offsite somewhere. And, you know, just going back to the thing where um, there's remote verification done from less busy pharmacies to busier pharmacies, sometimes there's also dedicated remote pharmacist verifications as well. So those pharmacists, their sole job is just to do remote verification. Now, on the inpatient setting, there's a similar strategy that would be used for remote verification. And one of the places that I've worked as an inpatient pharmacist for, they have pharmacy services at specific hours of the day. And afterwards, there would be like a night locker for emergency medication usage. However, if there are new patients that are admitted into the hospital, someone would actually have to maybe enter the orders or verify the pharmacy orders in the system during those off hours. So telepharmacy in this sense would have a remote pharmacist verify orders for new patient admits in the hospital. The remote verification pharmacist is not located on site, but they may be at a different hospital that's part of the same network. It's important that the systems are able to talk to each other and are interoperable so that the information flows smoothly between the different facilities to allow for accurate remote verification. And then the other type of telepharmacy is actually in the inpatient setting as well. And it's one that you would already be familiar with if you work in a large inpatient hospital system. I've mentioned IV workflow systems before, so this will be a brief review of that. In an IV workflow system, a technician would be preparing a medication in the IV room, but each major step that they take, they would have a camera system that takes a picture of that particular step. For example, they would pull the medications and draw a dose up in a syringe, but then they would take a picture of that drawn up dose and vial of the medication that's used. Remotely, 
a pharmacist that's outside of the IV room would be using a verification application that will pull up the image and the pharmacist will confirm whether that's the right drug or not and whether that's the right amount or not before approving it. And then once it's approved, the technician would inject the medication into the IV bag and then move on to the next step for pharmacy verification. So those are some examples of what telepharmacy is. And there are other examples of telepharmacy that I may not have mentioned. And I wouldn't be surprised if there are more forms of telepharmacy that show up in the upcoming years. All right, if you guys like this episode, you can subscribe and rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or any of your other favorite podcasting services. You can also follow us on social media on Twitter or Facebook at PharmacyITME or Instagram at PharmacyInformatics or by emailing me at Tony at PharmacyITME.com. And I also wanted to plug a great networking opportunity called Pharmacist Connect. If you are familiar with Microsoft Teams or Slack Workspace, think of Pharmacist Connect as a large vetted one through Slack Workspaces. I've met some great colleagues on it, and there's even an informatics space within it as well. You can find out more by visiting PharmacistConnect.com, which is P-H-A-R-M-A-C-I-S-T-S-C-O-N-N-E-C-T.com. Thank you again for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode of Pharmacy ITME. And remember, technology is the tool, patient care is the goal.